Are you ready to connect? This is the Empower Connection Podcast, where we empower our listeners to connect more fully to themselves, to each other, and to something greater. We do this with the help of myself and special guests, including healers, coaches, artists, seekers, and those on a healing journey of self-growth. Welcome. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Empowered Connection Podcast. This is Damodar Cordua, your host and relationship coach and counselor, life coach, yoga teacher, and yoga wisdom teacher. Always a pleasure, honor to be here. Thank you so much for some of your precious time. If you have been listening to the podcast, if you're gaining some value from the podcast, we please ask you to give us a five-star rating. Just kind of scroll down at the bottom of your Spotify, your Apple podcast platform thing, and just give us a five-star rating and maybe a couple words of encouragement. What are you getting out of the show? What do you like about this podcast? This will help us reach more people and hopefully be of service to others in their relational journey, their self-growth journey, their healing journey, and their spiritual journey. Also, feel free to share a favorite podcast with a friend. I know I have a couple that are my favorites uh, in particular, and I like to share them with certain friends. Maybe it's about a topic that would be interesting to a friend or help them through a difficult time. Maybe it's one of the interviews that were was really meaningful and deep for you and your life. Share that with a loved one. And finally, if you like the themes in the podcast and you want to get more on a daily basis, get some wisdom, get some tools, get some perspectives on relationships, on self-growth and more, check out my Instagram at empoweredconnection.me. Every day I put out some content that will be of help to you and your journey. Today is a solo podcast episode, and it is something that I love to talk about for me in my life, uh, in partnership with my wife and as a coach helping others. And this is an extension from a previous episode 25. Okay. So this is sort of a continuation from that episode. And the, the title of today's episode is this question, why, oh, why do we fight? Why do couples fight? Why? Well, first of all, I'll say that conflict is necessary. And we'll talk about this in the podcast. It is going to happen and, and frankly needs to happen in a relationship. So that's one, one way to put it. That's one way to answer that question that you will always be in conflict to some degree uh, in the weave and weft of partnership. But we're going to dial it in in today's episode. And as I mentioned a few weeks ago in episode 25, we discussed the seven stages of a partnership. Today, and in some of the following solo episodes that I'm going to release, we are going to explore in detail aspects of the stage that most many couples get stuck in or often break up during, and that is the differentiation or challenging stage. That's how we defined it in the last episode, differentiation and or challenging. And this stage occurs after the courtship and infatuation stage or the honeymoon stage. After the couple is bonded during these first two stages, the chemical high the chemical romance wears off and the inherent individual differences between these two people start to emerge. Now, navigating these differences, i.e. why we call it the differenti differentiation stage, can often be challenging, i.e. why we call it the challenging stage. And the couple risks breaking up prematurely, getting bogged down in unproductive conflict, betraying parts of themselves individually for the other person, 
consciously or unconsciously, pushing things under the rug to survive and or building resentment over time. So if you're in a partnership or you've been in a partnership, I'd like you to kind of tune into what I just said. You can rewind it and close your eyes and breathe into it and, and feel, do any of those resonate? Have you been in that space in your relationship currently or in a previous relationship? Most likely there should be some yeses there. Totally natural. So this is really important because most of us will experience this in our partnerships. So for more information on those seven stages, uh, if you don't know them, if you're not familiar with them, check out episode number 25 of this podcast, the Empowered Connection Podcast. Now, speaking of conflict, speaking of fights, this stage can often turn into a real battleground, this challenging stage. And sometimes a couple can get very confused as to why they are fighting and how to stop it, which of course, you will never really stop conflict in a sense, but more so to navigate it more successfully. As we will see in a future episode, I'm going to do a few episodes for this stage. Conflict is a necessary part of relationship, especially of the challenging differentiation stage. We can't and won't really stop it, quote unquote. But what separates pointless struggle from relational empowerment is how we fight and how we learn to practice tools that can make conflict actually a way to learn more, grow more, and create better connection and success in long-term partnership. So that's pretty cool. And I would say learn more, grow more, and connect better connection to each other in relationship and in our own selves. But before we move into this arena, the empowered person and empowered couple needs to learn more about why they are fighting in the first place. There is more underneath our conflict that, when realized, can provide so much individual and relational growth, awareness, and understanding. And as I'll come back to over and over again in this podcast, this is why being in relationship is such a path, right? It's such a journey of healing, of understanding, of self-awareness, self-realization, empowerment. It's just taking the steps, learning the tools, finding the guides to show us that, right? To give us that perspective, to build that framework. And of course, if I can be of service to that in this podcast, or, or if you want to reach out for a coaching call, that is why I'm here. That's my dharma. As I say in yoga, that is well, one of my dharmas in this world. That is my uh, purpose to be of assistance to you in that way on this journey. Okay. So we're going to list these and uh, hopefully these, some of these will ring a bell and, and maybe some of what I talk about around them will give you more perspective and uh, possibility to navigate. So what people generally fight about in relationship, number one, surface fights, like little tiffs, little day-to-day -day disagreements, like the everyday stuff, such as who's going to do the dishes or whose turn is it to pick up the kids from school or do an errand or, or do some responsibility or another. And sometimes these are just what they are. They're just that they're just little disagreements due to a misunderstanding or a desire for one person to do it over the other. Some person's tired. Some person expected something else. Some person's not in the mood, et cetera. But the empowered couple starts to become aware that perhaps there are some deeper resentments that could be under the surface of this seemingly little thing. 
So I'm sure some of you have realized that there's something else lingering under this little disagreement. And the empowered couple begins to explore individually and as a couple as to if there is and what that could be. Number two, why partners fight value differences. And this is a big one. And it, and it comes up definitely in this stage, maybe not in the first stage, it kind of hides out in the corner in the first two stages of relationship. So these value differences could be a factor under the first uh, reason why uh, couples fight, right? These little tiffs, these little you know, disagreements, and they can also simply come out on their own as they are. So value differences become apparent as you get to know each other more. In fact, the more I get to know my wife, the more I get to see, oh, okay, there's some some things that we really value differently. Uh, and that's interesting. And that's a place that I'll, I'll talk more about. It's, it's a place that creates conflict, but it's also a place that creates a lot of growth and understanding. And as you get to know each other more, you will start to see that even though it seemed that you were on the same page with these things, these values in the infatuation stage, in fact, as it turns out, we might value different ways of living, different ways of dealing with money, different ways of dealing with children, with conflict, with family, with work, with spiritual beliefs, with friends, with leisure, with it all. And as I said, when you first meet, it sort of feels like you value the same things. Even if you realize, okay, yeah, we're different here and there. The chemicals running through our body almost convince us we're, we're bonded. If you listen to that previous episode that I listed, you will get to know this stage a little bit more intimately that, oh yeah, everything's simpatico. We are vibing even in some of the differences that are fascinating, but differentiation starts to create the sober polarization between two people that, well, you know what, we're not the same. And after everything settles, uh, I actually might have a very different way of dealing with money than you do. I actually might have a very different way of dealing with sex than you do. I might have a very different way of dealing with my spiritual practices or religious beliefs that, than you do. In the beginning, it, it wasn't so, the, the difference wasn't so glaring, but now that we're settling, now that the dust is settling, these things in the weave and weft, I love using that phrase, of everyday life can become very challenging because some of these things are big. The things I just listed are very big. But the good thing is, is that these differences are not inherently problematic, actually. In fact, I would argue these differences are the, the beauty of relationship. They, that polarization is the beauty of relationship. They create a lot of room for us to grow as individuals, to be challenged in a positive way, to stand for what's important for us, to collaborate in our differences. However, if a couple doesn't start to communicate about these and bring these to the surface and collaborate, as I just said, and create some tools within which to do so, this value difference area will always be a challenge. And, and people reckon with it for years and years, and it can sabotage a lot of the possible connection in relationship. All right, moving on is number three, resentments. Ooh, resentments. Just reading the word resentment makes me resentful. These are very common and can get really, really, really detrimental if they are built up over time without the couple learning to communicate about them and clear them out. So value differences are more about like collaborating on understanding how we can maybe come to a space where we can respect difference and at the same time create this we of the relationship 
because value differences usually don't change. I mean, they could change a little bit, but often they might stay that way for years. But resentments, we want to actually communicate about and start to clear, start to move through. And they typically emerge because one or both in the partnership continue to keep their true self or expression of their self stifled because of the fear of losing the relationship or driving the other person away. So if you want to learn more about this principle of, of human beings being individual uh, expression versus connection with others and that dynamic, listen to my podcast episode 11 called When We Betray Our Authentic Self for Connection. This is what one of my teachers calls the core human split. Resentments are also born when you keep your partner in an expectation of who you want them to be or who you thought they were, who you're trying to change them to be, and you struggle to embrace them for who they really are. You'll resent that about them. Resentment starts small, but can keep couples stuck for years, for years. And they come out in the worst. I mean, you've seen this with certain couples that you can tell are bogged down by resentments. They come out in very toxic patterns or they can. People typically bury resentment issues because they feel skeptical that they won't get resolved or they are too scared or uncomfortable to go into that place. And this is actually where conflict can be productive when we can bring up resentments and process them together. A lot of couples don't want to go there. They're afraid and, and they don't want to rock the boat. They don't want to lose connection. They get lazy about it. They get accustomed to living out this resentment day to day. But for me and for what I'm putting forward for you all as empowered people and empowered partners, that is low lying fruit, low level way of being. It's time to up level. All right. Number four is childhood projections. Super big. This is often called, or excuse me, this is also called the Imago as popularized by pioneers in relationship, Dr. Harville Hendricks and Dr. Helen Hunt. This is completely, and I will say completely unavoidable when we partner with someone. It's going to happen. At the same time, this is where the deep growth healing and, and fun, <laughs> if you could call it that, begins. This is when our partner becomes our mirror and brings up our childhood issues and patterns that we still haven't fully dealt with. This quote unquote imago process is when we project a past image or experience of our primary caregivers, parents, or other important relational figures onto our partner. Our partner brings up these old familiar feelings and patterns of how we bid for love and how we did or didn't receive love from our childhood that we want to push away. Like when they come up, we want to push them away. Our partner brings up whatever of those parts of us we have disowned in the past. We have yet to own and resolve. We may feel this and know this deeply, either unconsciously, or I'm going to argue, or I'm going to um, encourage consciously. So one key to become more empowered in this realm of the imago or childhood projections is to become more conscious of these feelings and patterns of the past. And this is something that I work with with all of my clients. How can we start to see that in this moment, I'm actually not in the moment, but I'm bringing up a past pattern. That's what's playing out here. Really important to attune to that. And while often this process is uncomfortable and freaking intense, it is incredibly healing. It's kind of the gift of relationship because it will help us learn how to work with our childhood projections, both individually and 
in collaboration. And in a sense, reparenting ourselves and rewriting that script that we were given from our parents in this new container of relationship. This is real important if you have kids, because you're going to pass on those patterns consciously or unconsciously to your kids, unless you step into the fire of this part of why we fight. All right. Now, last one, finally, is security. Do we actually feel secure in this relationship? This question is the essence or bedrock of our relationship, actually. And it can really shake our connection if it's unstable, if we don't know. If the foundation of the partnership is unstable in any way, it will impact the general security of the couple and every single superficial seeming challenge, disagreement, thing you fight over will be that much more intense because of this unresolved security issue deeper below. Endless stress and countless hours are wasted fighting about issues when in reality, there is a security issue going on. Right? It seems like you're fighting about this or that, but actually underneath of it, it's because one or both people feel like this relationship is not secure. It's going to end at any moment. The person's going to leave me at any moment. And this deeper security conflict underneath these smaller disagreements and, and fights will keep coming back until you move from an insecure couple to a secure couple. This is something I teach my clients. This often presents as one person having one foot in and one foot out of the relationship. One person not fully committed or both people not fully committed to the partnership. If you are not in a securely attached partnership, getting the four core needs met, which you can listen to more about those four core needs in episode 21 of this podcast, feeling safe, feeling seen, feeling soothed, and feeling supported and challenged, your fights will all be about security, even if they seem to be about you know, what we, we had for dinner last week or who's going to get the groceries. So this is a really big spot, a big place to discover, to explore more. Couples get very stuck here because they continue to not address the deeper threats to their partnership. One or both people get caught in avoiding, running away, blaming, or feeling just real shitty. The good news is, is that if you have a willing partner, you can create security over time. If your partner is unwilling and resistant, it will be very difficult next to impossible to learn and earn security. So oftentimes this insecurity in relationship uh, we're not aware that it's happening, right? And, and to get underneath of it and have a, a partner who's willing to explore it is so powerful. Security really is the great goal to achieve as a couple, perhaps the goal in partnership. To do this, you both must grow and develop yourselves, navigate the challenging stage of relationship that we're talking about right now and collaborate as a we, deciding you are going to make this happen together. As I teach my clients in relationship, it's so important to understand ourselves as individuals and just as important equally to see that we are a we, we are this collaborative third entity. Once you earn the right to call yourself a secure couple, you will still experience surface fights. So they're not going to go away. Remember I talked about conflict. It's not going to go away. You'll experience value differences. You'll experience resentments, but your foundation will be solid in such a way that there will be no lingering deeper threats about having someone leave the partnership. So this is really one way to move through a conflict, just creating secure attachment, as they call it in attachment science, a secure partnership. In fact, your nervous system will continue to feel threatened at times. 
right? Because of these value differences, because of some of these resentments, these little tiffs, these childhood projections, but because you have worked to become a secure couple, you will have the tools and practices to address and handle each other's nervous system and threat response in conflict. So that's a little information about why partners fight. Hopefully it was of service to your journey. If you would like to learn more about what you are fighting about in your partnership or a previous partnership you were in, if you want to wrap your, your heart and your head more around it, and if you want to learn how to create a secure partnership, either in this relationship or a future relationship, now is the time. Reach out to me for your first discovery session, either as a couple or if you're an individual, connect with me to empower your relational ability your empowerment as an individual and in partnership and your self-growth potential. Often we need a helping hand. That is what got me into this work. Just a guide or a coach, someone to give me and my relationship a little bit more clarity, a couple better tools and some deeper understanding. This has helped me immensely. That's why I'm in this line of work because I want to pay that forward. So what do you need? How can I be of service? How can this podcast be of service for you to connect to yourself, to others, and to something greater? Thanks so much for being here. Peace.